The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, reading verses 1 through 5, and then chapter 19, reading verses 13 through 15, and we begin on page 1526. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them, and he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. And then chapter 19, 13 through 15. Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for, to such, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Brian. And just a reminder, there is an outline in the bulletin. Those of you who are guests, if you want to follow that, if that's helpful, you can do that. This morning with, with baptism, and we will have two more baptisms in the month of May. I thought, again, that would, it would be responsible for us to talk about what Jesus, the responsibility that Jesus gives us as parents and as a church towards children. Our goal this morning when we mark our children with the sign of God's covenant love is not to make them religious or to make them good citizens or nice people. Our goal is to lead our children to Jesus Christ, to introduce them to him. Our scripture passages from the Gospel of Matthew show Jesus being involved with little kids. And, and he speaks to why we want to bring them to Jesus and how we can bring them to Jesus. The most obvious reason we bring our children to Jesus in this, these stories is because he invites them to himself. If we looked in Mark's version of the disciples rebuking parents for bringing their children to Jesus, it says that Jesus is indignant. The word literally means much grieved. He's upset that these children are being held back from coming to him. And his response is, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. We see this invitation and in how Jesus loves children all throughout the Gospels. Jesus, he, he's, he observes children. He watches them. And he celebrates the delight of a mother giving birth in John 16. And, and the gentle love of a father who cuddles with his children in Luke 11. And the parental love in which listens to a child's every request in Matthew 7. 
Many of the miracles of Jesus involve children. There's the nobleman's little son, the demonized only son of the man at the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jairus' daughter, who has died. And Jesus comes and tenderly says, Little lamb, arise. We do not know for certain what happened to Jesus' earthly father, Joseph, but we never hear about him again after Jesus is 12 years old. It's possible that Joseph dies at a young age, and Jesus, as the oldest in the family, helps provide for the younger brothers and sisters. At the very least, being the oldest of his siblings and being the son, he knows what childhood is all about. George MacDonald once said that he doubted a man's Christianity if children are never found playing at his door. If Jesus loves children and the Spirit of Christ lives within us, we too will be lovers of infants and children of all ages. When we love children, we are near to God's heart. Let the little children come to me. Jesus welcomes them. He loves them. Another reason we bring children to Christ is because they are receptive. In Matthew 18, the disciples, they come to Jesus and they ask him, who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? And they're all hoping that Jesus will say, well, you are or you are. And Jesus looks around, he sees this, this child, he calls the child over and has him stand in their midst. I wonder what that, what that kid felt like with all these people circling him and, or her. And, and then he says to the disciples, unless you change, and the word can be, can, can be translated converted, and become like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this little child, that's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's a loaded statement. Jesus isn't saying we have to become childish or immature or naive, but there are some things about children that adults need to change to in order to enter the kingdom of God. There's something about children that's receptive, that's open. Children see something beautiful in creation and they say, somebody made that. Who made that? It's only when we get older and get more educated that we say, well, creation happened by chance. It, it just it is an accident. Children believe all things are possible with God, that God is capable for all of all things. But when we become adults, we stop believing that God can do miracles. Children are receptive and they're teachable. Children have a natural curiosity. They're just full of questions and they want to take it all in. There was a study that was done in Great Britain that found that curious children ask 73 questions a day. And half of those questions, the parents don't know how to answer. The study also reveals children's inquisitive nature 
kind of peaks out at four or five years old for both girls and boys. And unsurprisingly, almost a third of the 1,500 mothers and fathers who were polled in this study said the constant interrogation is, is, is exhausting. But four in, four in ten admitted they were proud of their child because of their interest in the world around them. Here are some of the questions that are very common that children ask. Why do people die? Where did I come from? How was I made? What does we can't afford it mean? When you die, who will I live with? Why can't I stay up as late as you? And then the big one. What is God? What does he look like? How old is God? Who made God? When children ask these questions, they ask with pure motive. They, they, they're teachable. They want to know. They don't have a whole bunch of preconceived ideas that they're trying to prove or defend. There's something about a child's openness that's a model for anyone who wants to enter the kingdom of God. There's a humility to children, and that's how Jesus described them. A natural spiritual capacity to receive Jesus, to trust Him. Because of this simple faith and humility and receptivity, we as parents and teachers and guides and sponsors, we have an opportunity to introduce our children to Jesus Christ. We do not do that in a manipulative way. We do not pressure our children. Rather, we have the opportunity to cultivate, to cultivate spiritual awareness, spiritual sensitivity. So what can we do as parents and members of God's family to bring children to Jesus? I offer this morning three very simple things. First and above all is to pray. To pray for our children. When the parents in our story bring their children to Jesus, it is for Jesus to pray over them. We pray for our children because there's a lot of battles in this life and it's not guaranteed that they're going to come to faith. Just because children are receptive doesn't mean they're going to fully hear and believe the gospel about Jesus. Nothing guarantees our children choosing Christ. Even if they grow up in a Christian home, attend church, and go to church institutions. There's no guarantees because becoming a follower of Jesus is a personal choice. Each person has to make that choice themselves. And only God can bring about the spiritual rebirth that brings us to faith. So we bring our children to Jesus. We bring them to the throne of God in prayer. Pray for your children as Jesus prayed over the children. Pray for your grandchildren, your nieces and nephews, the annoying kids in the neighborhood. You may be the only person praying for some of those children. 
My prayer for my children, I have to simplify it, and for other children, is that they will come to know and trust and love Jesus. And that they will then follow him and become like him, serve him, and share him. It's a simple prayer, but it encompasses so many facets of being a follower of Jesus. And we bring our children to Jesus by teaching them, and we teach best by modeling. God's truth has to be taught to them and modeled to them. In 2 Timothy 3.15, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Paul says the scriptures make us wise for salvation. Jesus called the word of God the, the seed that God plants. And, and we... And we're looking for good soil to put that seed in. So we need basic information about the salvation work of Jesus Christ. We need that to have faith. Timothy's mother and grandmother were Jewish, and they taught Timothy the Old Testament from the time he was a child. In the book of Deuteronomy, God says, Teach your children the things of God. Bind them on your forehead. Bind them upon your hands. Talk with them in the home. Talk with them on the way. In other words, instruction does not just happen in formal settings like the classroom, but in family conversation, in family life, as you are going along. Parents, extended family, you are the primary transmitters of the Christian faith to your children. And this means that parents, you need to be learning. You need to be in continuing education theologically and biblically. Because we can't give our children something we don't have. We need to grow in the knowledge of Christ ourselves. But parents are not the only ones. Jesus told the Apostle Peter, not only to feed my sheep, but to feed my lambs. The church has a responsibility to pray for and instruct children under our covenant care. In order for children to come to a personal faith in Christ, they need to know who Jesus is, why he came, what he's done, and what he will do. To bring our children to Jesus, we pray for them, we teach them, and finally, we lavish them with love. We love on our children. If God loves us, if Jesus loves children, so should we. We model the love of Christ to them. D.L. Moody was a pastor, evangelist in Chicago, over a hundred years ago, and he had a wonderful Sunday school program. Actually, it was some of these people that started Sunday school, the whole idea. And impoverished boys and girls would come to this Sunday school, 
They would come in rags. Some would come barefoot. Some walked miles to get there. And one day Moody asked this boy, he said, why do you come so far to get here? And the little boy said, because they love a fellow here, Mr. Moody. They love a fellow here. I hope that's how our boys and girls feel. Jesus takes the children into his arms. He places his hands upon them. He, he's affectionate with them. He prays over them. He gives them a blessing. He concretely shows love for him. It would be interesting to, to know how many of those children grew up and eventually became followers of Christ. You know, if we did a survey of our congregation this morning, how many of you would say you came to an understanding, a development of your faith in Christ between the ages of 6 and 12? And how many of you would say, well, for me it happened between 13 and 20? Or 20 and 25? Or after the age of 25? Gallup's survey was done that learned that 19 out of 20 people who become Christians do so before the age of 25. At the age of 25, 1 in 10,000 become believers. At the age of 35, 1 in 50,000 come to faith. At 45 years of age, 1 in 200,000. At 55, 1 in 300,000. And at the age of 75 and above, 1 in 700,000 come to a personal faith in Jesus. As adults, we make faith, we make life so complicated. We build up a resistance to change. Our hearts get hard. Introducing people to Jesus in childhood and adolescence is an open window of opportunity when there's still an openness, a humility, a trust. Again, ultimately, every person chooses themselves personally whether they will commit to Christ or not. The early years are formative. They're a time of planting the seeds of soil, hopefully that are receptive, and then praying that they will respond. Jesus takes the little children in his arms. He puts his hands upon them. He blesses them. Children know they're loved by Jesus. They're comfortable with him. Jesus elevates children. He believes in them and they believe in him. This is a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. And I wonder if sometimes kids started crying when Jesus was holding them. I bet they did. But friends, here's what I want to conclude with. This picture of Jesus' love is not just for children. For all of us, as adults, don't we too desire to be held in the arms of Jesus? To hear him pronounce a blessing over us 
as he lays his hands upon us? I do. I think you do too. It's what we all want in our heart of hearts. When we reach eternity and we strip away all of our adult facades and masks and pretenses, it will be revealed that being blessed by our God is all we ever really want. Have you come as a child to the Savior? I'm not asking you to abandon your mind or throw away your maturity. What Jesus means is to have you come humbly, teachable, receptive to the God who is there. Do we have a humility that recognizes our helplessness and our need for a higher power? We big grown-up adults, we feel we're the masters of our fate, we're the captains of our souls. But to become like a child is to recognize that everything, every bite of food, every breath we take, every beat of our hearts, every synapse that fires a memory in our brains is a gift from God. Our today, our tomorrows, our eternity begin in His love and with His permission. We're not in control. Without Him and without His love and care, no matter how powerful and strong and wise we think we are, with all of our technology and science and all of our knowledge, without Him we are goners. Coming to Jesus as a little child is to admit to Him, I need you. I can't do this by myself. I cannot save myself. I cannot get to heaven by myself. I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, we thank you that you invite us as children, teenagers, young adults, middle-aged, and elderly to yourself because you love us. We pray and we depend on you even to be receptive to you and to be teachable and to grow. So we humble ourselves before you. We confess our need for a Savior. We confess we need your Spirit to sustain us. We confess you as Lord and leader of our lives. Teach us your way, O Lord. Show us your paths. You are our light and our salvation. Thank you for the children you put in our care and enable us to be so filled with your love that we will love them and teach them and pray for them as you do. Our prayer is that our children will come to know you and trust you and love you and follow you. May their characters become like you and may their lives serve you and share you. In the name of Jesus, amen.